The best advertising is done by satisfied customers. Good companies will meet needs. Great companies will create markets. These words were said by the acknowledged marketing guru of this century, Philip Kotler. This episode of the Edge podcast brings to you the start of a nascent journey of the marketing team of Clearly Blue Digital. CB, as this company is known for short, is an environment of experiments and experiences that three musketeers, oops, budding marketeers, Sneha Prakash, Aishwarya Kandakur and Sakshi Sipani are dipping their toes in. They share how they got into marketing, what it's taken so far to learn the ropes and what they feel aspiring marketeers should keep in mind. Listen on. Hi, I'm Chitra. I'm Madhvi. I'm Jyoti. I'm Padmaja. Together we are your hosts on the Edge podcast. We bring you stories and experiences from our experiments around learning, marketing and design. These are stories of people, technology, and people interacting through technology, of what we see, create, and recommend. So hi Sakshi, hi Sneha, hi Aishwarya, a very warm welcome to all three of you on the Edge podcast. I'm really excited and looking forward to today's conversation because I have never had a conversation with a marketing team. In fact, to me, marketing was something so new and something that, you know, people in that other department did for the longest time in my life because I spent most of my life as an engineer and until I got product responsibilities. I never even made an attempt to understand what marketing is. But today, as we all know, it's a very powerful function in any organization, helping the organization, its products go to market and also connecting with the way people perceive a company and engage with us, right? So let's see how today's conversation goes. So the first thing I'd like to start by asking you, Aishwarya, is how did you get into the world of marketing? What attracted you to it and what got you in it? Yeah, thanks for the warm welcome, Chitra. As you said, uh, marketing is now a must and powerful uh, tool for all companies. And uh, for me, uh, the story of how I jumped into the marketing domain is actually very all of a sudden and uh, spontaneous. So I just completed my bachelor's and uh, I joined Clearly Blue. And uh, initially I was working on healthcare and marketing. And uh, as and when time progressed, I jumped into other domains also, which is like uh, technology, e-learning, recruitment. And simultaneously, I also uh, developed my own dance career. So that also required uh, some sort of marketing of myself. So that was a short story of how I came into this picture. That's very interesting Aishwarya and I have a few more questions for you coming up but before that Sneha let's check in with you and see how you came to do marketing. Thanks Chitra for asking this question. Uh, Marketing and I well I've been this person who always asked any kind of questions to Google. Anything I had I googled. It was like so that is how I wanted to learn how Google functions, how pages pop up and I wanted to learn the science behind how everything works on the SEO. And that is how I learned more about marketing also. Google was the first step uh, that captivated me. And that is how I'm here. That's a very interesting take. Uh, significantly different from Aishwarya's. 
but then that's how we all are as individuals. Sakshi, what's your story like? So, uh, my story goes like, I think during the lockdown, I first explored digital marketing and there was so much to learn about it as to how it begins and how tools work and uh, it's, it's a vast topic. So, for me, I think uh, once I started learning marketing and then we tried to implement it on our small business, we tried, there's a lot of trial and error there and then uh, when I joined Clearly Blue, I got into the marketing team and there's some learning every day. So that's my story. I know you did run a business of your own for a while. Yeah. What kind of marketing did you do there? Uh, over there, we started, uh, so when I say we, it's me and my sister. So we started with uh, small promotional ads on Instagram and we put in some amount and tried to spread the business and yes, that's how we began. But how did uh, marketing either help your business or not? Initially, uh, we did not see results but later we read more about it and we saw that this is how marketing works. You do not see results uh, as soon as you put in money or do whatever. But after that, maybe, I think it took us about three to four months and then we started seeing some sort of results, some sort of engagement and uh, visitors to our profile. Yeah. So, Aishwarya, you know, you also pursue a lot of other interests and hobbies which you've also somewhat turned into multiple careers for yourself. Thanks. How has marketing, same question to, as I had for Sakshi, how has marketing helped you or not? And what did you learn from that experience? Yeah, as uh, Sakshi said, uh, you never see the results instantly. It takes some time and uh, marketing uh, requires a lot of patience at first B because you cannot have a certain expectation that you will hit so many followers or you will hit so many visit visits, etc. What you can do is be consistent with what you put out. If it's your brand image, the content you put out and uh, engaging with your uh, followers or network. That matters a lot and uh, of course the marketing part will come naturally when you do that. As you said, uh, handling multiple careers, I've learned different stuff and uh, I kind of cross network it together and make it happen. So yes, it's slowly progressing now. That's interesting and we'll come back to cross networking as you call it. But to the question on being cons consistent and constantly having to engage with your audience, how do you do that? Because being consistent means, uh, you know, sort of waking up every morning and say, okay, I have to do this and I will do this. Right? It's almost like building it as a habit. How did that happen for you? And then probably Sneha, you can build on that afterwards. So how did that happen for you, Aishwarya? Yeah, uh, I guess, uh, as you said, as soon as I wake up, the first thing would be open social media and uh, check out uh, who, who has started following you newly or is there someone you know, directly send them a request. Uh, never hold back in such such matters. If you know anyone, be the first one to take the step and make a connection request because uh, it's all about making uh, genuine and valid connections on social media rather than uh, just having a ghost connections. And uh, it's, it's a habit, as you said, just as in when we come to office, we greet each other and interact with each other. The same thing applies on the online world also. So as in when you keep doing that, it gradually picks up and you see a curve, you know, an up, 
upward curve uh, of how your uh, social media profile or website is uh, you know increasing in terms of visits and uh, uh, likes all that reactions yes aishwarya so sneha your approach was more of a technical one it was important for you to understand the how does this work part of uh, marketing and you said what intrigued you was how search engine optimization works so coming back to the consistency question how has that been for you to be consistent with what you do towards let's say getting more visitors or driving for better engagement so from uh, the seo point of view that is search engine optimization point of view it is almost search engine is synonymous with google so i constantly go through the latest updates google has the how it ranks pages how it shows displays our search results all of that the progress that google is doing day to day uh, i observe that i consistently learn that so that that will help me uh, keep track of the website the visitors and what works for the page uh, from the back end point of view whatever works the how the content should be optimized images how they work certain uh, tools that are there so i constantly uh, ensure that i learn and the, observe the changes that is happening in the search engines so what do you say has changed in the last 2 years that you've been actively involved with the marketing team in terms of uh, search engine optimization tools and uh, you know with the onset of chat gpt what do you think has changed earlier a lot lot of things we had to do manually back in we had to incorporate code tools and then later there were optimization tools that were like plugins that came in now it's all completely automated even the plugins are not almost needed the website uh, page itself does everything for us so there's uh, two years over this two years i've seen a lot of automation coming in and uh, there's a reduce of uh, manual uh, efforts that is that was there so do you think that with the reduction of manual effort somebody that's stepping into the world of marketing now would they find it easier or uh, do you feel that there is something that they need to learn and know before actually doing something this is a challenge there because they need to understand because there are when we see tools there are multiple websites multiple tools available and which the, so many options there are a lot of challenges that person who's coming in for a, as a fresher needs to learn each of the tool how each operates and understanding that and all of that may not work for their own personal website so it is a lot of trial and error now more than it was before so that's a bigger challenge okay yeah i thought as much because when you sort of learn things from scratch in terms of how they work for example uh, you know if you're using wordpress and then you know that there are certain plugins that you have to add in and for that you kind of build a code and mm. you integrate it with the website and then you know that yes the plugin is integrated and then there is a certain set of steps that you follow let's say that starts with keyword research in terms of optimizing your content everything to drive up the visibility and searchability of your page whereas if you had things that did it for you all the time you know i think that would definitely add to the burden of even figuring out which one to use for what is it yeah. yes and in case if something goes wrong we know we may not know what is going wrong and how to fix it because we don't know how and why such things are operating so that is another challenge i think we should do another episode on the over automation of things <laughs> at some point in time so a lot of 
at least uh, I know Aishwarya and Sakshi, you've had experience with more of a B2C business. What happens in a B2B business? How do you look at marketing in a B2B business? And we'll start with Sakshi. So I think um, when it comes to marketing, it's easier done with B2C because whatever effort you put, you see some sort of results. But when it comes to B2B, uh, it is a challenge because you, before getting started, you need to know your audience, you need to know what they like, and then um, you specifically have to target a set of audience. So when it comes to that, it is a challenge, and you need to get started with the... Uh, I think the way we started was to know the kind of industries we were targeting, and um, see what they were liking, and then we start our marketing. When it comes to marketing, it's not just to do things back and it even applies uh, on page. That is what we do on social media. So you need to see what your audience is liking and create things similarly so that you get the kind of engagement you're expecting. Yeah, that's with uh, B2C and B2B what I have. So in, in your experience, how have you, you just said that you wake up in the morning and the minute you see that somebody new has engaged with what you've put out, you make it a point to connect with them. And it somehow seems a little easier to establish that one-on-one -on -one connect with people. However, businesses connect with a lot of people, right? And that's the challenge there. So what do you have to add to what Sakshi said, Aishwarya? Yeah, uh, exactly. Rather than saying that B2C and B2B are uh, on the different sides, it is on the same side, but uh, the kind of audience that we are targeting is different. As she said, it's a very niche audience. And it takes time for a person to uh, recognize a brand and uh, understand what business they do instead of just you know, following the page instantly. So there you have to be very good at presenting your uh, brand presence, be it uh, in the about section or through the visuals that are seen as soon as you open the page. So that matters a lot here. And uh, as in, as when we talk about connections, yeah, it, it is a bit slow here. I, I, I feel in B2B, quality is more important than quantity. Sneha, what do you feel? When it comes to B2C, I feel it is, we never know what works. It The reach is a bit easier, I feel, when it comes to B2C. But B2B being a very specific domain, it takes a lot of time to get into that and reach a specific target audience. That's what I think. So it kind of goes back, I think, to the point where all of you all said you need some patience yeah. and you need some time. What I have noticed, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is that you know in the B2B space, you have to spend time with knowing the various aspects of your business and then see how to position it out there amidst so many other businesses either doing the same thing. And I think everybody is out there struggling to find that differentiator, right? What sets us apart? Uh, we are not just another marketing agency, but so how do you discover that USP or the differentiator or the alternative in your sentence or in your positioning that will cause people to stand up and say that, hey, let me look at these people, they appear to be different. So I think it again comes back to how you present yourself on social media. It's not just about, uh, you know, you, you can't just keep telling what you do. You first have to start with who you are and uh, that's very important. Once you get started with who you are, then you can slowly get into what you can do for the other 
company or whoever your client there is in a way uh, the social media platforms act as a portfolio they showcase who we are what we do and uh, that must be very clear if we are able to brand ourselves in it could be from the brand colors uh, it could be uh, showcasing our services there must be a consistency again from the brand colors if they suppose we see we recognize brands through their colors the fonts they use the images the logos and everything so it has we have to we cannot change it continuously as we want it has to be consistent for a period of time and we have to register so that we register in the minds of the audience as you said it's important to know what our brand is before we present it on the uh, outside so that comes with uh, constant learning every day we learn something new about our brand actually speaking like if you talk to different people of your organization they tell you different aspects and through that collectively you gain so much knowledge that you you yourself get sure that oh we we present ourselves like this too so it's a, uh, on social media it's not the key is to not being salesy but to presenting yourself as a you know a knowledgeable uh, brand where uh, or presenting yourself in a way where people really get to know who you are yeah, yeah it's more about who we are rather than what we do because what we do comes as a part and parcel mm. uh, on the website and on the social media page but uh, in terms of engagement it's more about who we are and what we have we can offer as a knowledgeable partner rather than a services partner so if i were to go back to my original question do you say that by helping people discover who you are that in self can create a differentiator definitely that i think uh, when you begin with letting them know and helping them understand who they are that covers i think about 40% of your job you're done with 40% of it and once they start showcasing themselves that does most of it so it's very important for uh, people to establish who they really are before you're really putting themselves out there so what are some of the companies in your research and opinion that have done a really good job of telling people and the world who they are the best example i can uh, bring to my mind is amul butter they have been doing a phenomenal job since uh, i don't even know when they started it but uh, any any happening around the world there's a one of the first people to uh, present that with an element of their brand and it goes in so smoothly just like their butter that uh, it's sometimes uh, very uh, pleasing to just go and see see their post so uh, and they've maintained it with such great consistency that's remarkable uh, i think that's a very good example of simple subtle marketing but yet very impactful very nicely said aishwarya and personally for me the amul branding and that girl there girl, yeah. i think have just stood the test of time uh, they have stayed current they've stayed consistent they, they are so tuned in to what's happening every day yes. they managed to find something to put out there and it's certainly one of the things that i look forward to in the morning newspaper right the brand that comes to my mind is tedx uh, because any time i want to learn about a topic or want some motivation speech that is very good to because they cover a wide variety of uh, uh, speakers experts from very various domains so that is my go to for anything that i want to learn 
get a bit of motivation when I'm low. So that is my one-stop solution. That is TEDx. Yeah, I think I have something to share here. I have a variety of interests across various topics. So over the years, uh, I'm an avid podcast listener. So I have always been interested about policy. So I listen to this thing called All Things Policy. And uh, then there's a Mahabharata podcast, which is very distinct because it has the whole Gita Pradesh, you know, Krishna and Arjuna on the chariot. And the, the minute I see that and a little blue dot there, I know they have a new episode. Very easy. And the third uh, podcast that really gets my attention is called The Hidden Brain. And... Uh, just between these three in the last couple of years, I've seen so much consistency. I always know that there'll be something interesting to look forward in that. And I just like the simplicity with which they tell things. And that's what has really stuck with me. Okay. So in terms of, uh, you know, y'all have come together as a, as a marketing team for Clearly Blue in the last uh, year or so. What are some of the challenges that y'all faced you know as individuals you have a, each one of you has an understanding of what marketing is and what it needs to do for the company and so on but when you all came together as a team what were some of the challenges that you all faced when you started off working towards you know a common purpose common objectives what was that like so as a team even though we faced such challenges individually we, we were somewhere facing the same challenges uh, when we came as a team so initially when we started um, marketing for each of our brands there was no progress so that's we, we look at the uh, analytics and we don't see the kind of progress we are expecting but uh, i think more when we started doing more of it and when we understood more about marketing that's when we realized that it is a slow uh, process you will not get results as soon as you do something you really have to stay consistent and then uh, you end up seeing results maybe after six months but you definitely see results so that was one challenging point as a team that we uh, i think that we faced but uh, but now we know how to get over it we've overcome this for sure by now patience is the key <laughs> <laughs> is that the only thing or what, what are some of the other challenges how did you all come to work together as a team i think uh, initially there were some differences like each of us handled the specific task in a different way. Then we sat together and kind of streamlined the process. And that's where all of our challenges and our strength points came in. One is not able to understand or crack a certain thing. The other is able to pitch in. So that blended in well and uh, as, you, as you said, teamwork always made it happen. And uh, speaking about results, yes, uh, in the beginning it was uh, it was a, a sad feeling for us. But uh, then we also understood that it's not just about the efforts, it's about the algorithm also. That uh, the algorithm, it demands consistency and uh, it takes time to uh, make us recognized on the platform so that's that's how it happened and we also had a mentor Pavitra who really helped us figure out uh, where we can tackle the challenges and uh, win over the obstacles rather. One of the major challenge that we faced was understanding the how the website or uh, social media works like uh, how a posts are working how blogs are working and uh, finding out and understanding what google analytics shows us the data how to interpret 
and the Google Search Console and the various other tools that we were using for uh, website optimization and all. Understanding those was the first challenge that we had. Then slowly to streamline the process, what we have to do to get the desired results. That was the next step that we had to. So if you had to, let's say there was a company that came to you and said, hey, we are new uh, and here's what we'd like done. Okay, we want the world to know who we are, what we do. How do you help them get started? What's the first thing that you do? And each one of you can, there's no golden rule to this approach, so. I think the first approach would be branding. So once they have their brand in place, only then uh, it makes sense to do the marketing aspect of the brand. So what does branding mean to you? For me, branding is for them to get in place their website, their uh, logo or their colors by the way they want to get recognized. That's what branding is for me. So once uh, a team has that in place, then marketing comes into picture and so on. There's optimization of the website and it's all about how you showcase yourself. The company or the client, if they're clear with who they are and where they want to be, at least in the near future, if they are clear with that, I think we can help. How do you get them to articulate who they are? So maybe we can check with them like what they do, their vision, uh, the goals, what they're currently doing and where they want to be. So that if we get to know that, we uh, they can understand who they really are. And the target audience, where they want to be and all of that, if we understand. And once that is in place, I think we can uh, go about with website optimization. That is a like step-on-step -step process that happens. But first thing is they have to understand who they are and where they want to be. So in your experience, uh, what have been some of these challenging moments with customers? Um, sometimes they want to go over the board with uh, how they are uh, going ahead with the content. But sometimes it is good to reduce it a bit down and play it low. Every time putting out putting out high volume content is not a real necessity. So you mean like just putting stuff yeah, out because yeah. you want to put yes. something out. Right? Yes. Because yeah. when there's no one receiving the kind of things you're putting out there, it doesn't make sense to just keep posting things or yeah. whatever you're doing at that point. So how do you actually educate somebody that there is a there is a way of doing this or there are multiple ways of doing this and uh, how do you actually send the message that you know you can't expect magic overnight but it takes time to happen how have you done that if you haven't done it directly yourself then how have you seen people do it you must have been in conversations where you know you feel that the customer is going off on a tangent and you really have to gently bring them back to where you know all of y'all are sitting together around the same table and looking at the same issues how do you do that so i think when it comes to uh, showing them the aspect of things don't work overnight you you definitely need to acknowledge what they are feeling because if you don't do that then yeah they're just gone but uh, you need to acknowledge that part of it because everyone can feel vulnerable when it comes to their business right so you need to acknowledge their feelings and then you know just bring them back and i think case studies do wonders when it comes to this you need to have all your experience with your other customers in place so that you can show it to your later on coming customers and then this is how it works you, you just make them sit and you know you show you show some of your case studies and be like hey this is how it works this is what you are expecting out of us but 
Definitely, we are going to put in our best. So I think that would be one of our approach. In case they are, if they are our current customers, first thing as she said, we have to acknowledge them, and the second thing is maybe we can show them some results, something they've done. We we can tell them, see, this is working. So you have to. These are the things that your whatever you're doing is working. But slow down, and we have to be patient so that it it can reach better. you can get where you want to but slow down is what we have to show them the results first so they'll get the assurance just before we close this podcast i think there've been some very interesting conversations that have happened here if you all had a message to share with people who wanted to take up or build a career in digital marketing what would you tell them i think uh, the fancy courses are really not uh, all that you need for uh, a proper uh, hands on digital marketing experience matters more and uh, the best way you could do is by landing an internship where you learn and practice it on the go uh, because we also uh, we didn't undergo a formal course uh, yes we did have uh, a course run by our mentor pavitra which was on the basics of digital marketing but along with that it was the on the run practice that we uh, did to our in-house brands that made us learn something like a good amount of uh, knowledge on digital marketing so it's more about experience than learning as she said we this Uh, no specific course or something that you have to take the one on one digital marketing one on one that is not required uh, all of us have mobile phones in hand we have social media and we have we google instantly so observe how google is working how social media is working how your favorite influencers are reaching out to people if you observe that and not just watching the reel but how the reel is working how such post work if you change that perspective and observe from your day to day life i think you can better understand because it will be a self learning you if you want to learn something you can google it again read about it so that will help you in the longer run that is what i feel i believe that uh, being constant and flexible uh, to new ideas and what's happening out there say there are new trends coming up almost every week so definitely you are definitely uh, learning about these trends but to be flexible and adapt to those trends is very important when you are a marketer nicely said all of you so before we go i want to say a big big thank you for having come here and done this podcast i am sure there's a lot of takeaways for many people here thank you all once again thank, thank you, you so much, much. subscribe to the edge podcast on your favorite podcast channel we are on google itunes spotify stitcher and more if you like this episode please share it with your friends if you have stories to share and want to be featured on our podcast write to us at podcasts@adepticlabs.com at